Hello and welcome to Earful, the podcast where three friends uh, suggest an album to each other, give it a listen, and then get back together and talk about it. Uh, I'm Luke, and with me as always are Nick and Peter. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, as always, three albums. Uh, first up is Nick with Sarah McLaughlin's uh, Surfacing. Surfacing. I was, was going to call one it a word, Luke. I know. I was going <laughs> to call it Awakening and not right. No, because the devil put me to sleep. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, why don't you go ahead and give us your perspective yeah. on it, and then we will give our response. Yeah. Listen, guys. Uh, I could tell from the last couple episodes that we did mm-hmm. that maybe my suggestions were a little bit too aggressive. Uh, so I have decided to pull back completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, yeah, I'm talking. I recommended Sarah McLaughlin's Surfacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this is her fourth album. It's uh, for my money her only good one. Uh, I I don't remember when I first started listening to this. It had to have been when I was in college. Uh, my friend and I were really into this record. Uh, it's it's kind of a weird album. I think that mainly the reason that I really like it is I think the songwriting's on point. It's great 90s songwriting, uh, singer-songwriter music. Uh, I think she has really great uh, imagery in her in her words. I think she obviously is a great singer, a uh, great piano player. I just, I, I really connect to the songwriting on this album. I think when I'm in the right mood, uh, when I just want to like, like zone out and feel something, I don't even know what I want to feel. Even mm-hmm. if I want to feel like milk and cookies warm, I might put this on. Uh, if I want to feel desperately sad, I might put this on. Sure. If I want to adopt a cat, I might you'll put this on. You'll definitely put this on. You, you'll be forced to put this on if you yes. want to adopt a cat. Uh, and I will just say right off the bat, I think that those commercials have ruined her reputation. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, they've done her no favors. Let's no. Put it that way. I yeah. think that it has, it has kind of made especially on this album angel it's made that song kind of kitsch mm. uh which is unfortunate because i think it's a great song uh and your facial expression <laughs> i think exists because of the commercial i think the commercials I, I, no, have, I have have ruined the music no i think my facial expression exists for other reasons um beyond it, that doesn't help for sure so uh, because I know Peter's probably going to tear this a new one, just based on the limited texts that he sent in in, in reference to how he was feeling uh, just over the course of this experience. Full disclosure, I got triggered a little bit by yeah. that. Yeah, no, I'm, no. Like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Peter. <laughs> just, just for frame of reference, all Peter said is we were we were going to record this another day, and mm-hmm. Peter's like, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm having a hard time getting through Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. And it was a, it was a simple enough text. Yeah. It made me absolutely white hot furious. <laughs> uh, I'm like, how dare you, yeah. you motherfucker. So, before we get into Peter's uh, white hot take um, and the and the triggering that will inevitably oh, occur, joking, yeah. um, right? Because you're, it's impossible yeah. for you to be triggered. Yeah, exactly. Just never gets triggered. Uh, so, so here's the thing, um, and I think this is. I feel like I feel like your less this pick and your previous pick have been like, let's talk about how old Luke is at this point. Because when I hear when I heard this album was like, just like late high school, so um, and it was every, in every fucking coffee shop that I went into everywhere, and it was the height of that singer songwriter moment. 100%. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of songs that are great on their own, but as an album, I, I can't I can't get into it. And the thing is, um, it is not 
interesting collectively to me. It is, when you talk about like the warm milk and cookies feel, I disagree with that. For me, for well, me. Mostly a bit, but sure. Sure, sure. No. And then the, uh, and then the zone out and feel things, I definitely 100% behind you on zone out. Feel things, not so much. Um, I, yeah, but just as noise in the background, it's perfectly serviceable. I just don't... I mean, the, the hits that are the hits from that, and there are about three, mm -hmm. I think. Um, for me, I just feel like I've been hearing them forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. And I really did when I was listening to that. Like, I sat down and consciously was like, I want to try to put some of that out of my brain a little bit. But it just kept creeping back in for me. And um, so, I mean... It, it's not bad, I, but I didn't connect with any of the songwriting, I guess, the way you talked about connecting with it. Um, I feel like she would like you to connect with it very much. Um, As you, with any no, no, but I mean, blanket statement. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I feel like it's, I feel, it, it feels like it is, when you said it's like probably her best album, I think it is probably that because it feels more personal. Mm -hmm. But again, so much of that, spot in music at that time was people being personal right? right it's like her and jewel and tracy chapman and all these people who are just mm -hmm. like like here's every feeling i felt and you're like oh yeah that's really interesting um <laughs> no, it does no it does sound kind of saying and that's not what i mean it to sound like but it's like you know but it also was like there was so much of it and i, I almost wish like i could experience this album or any of those albums outside of that space where they were all come they felt like they were all coming out at once and i mean there's no shock that all those people were on will affair initially mm -hmm. and things like that so i think her and, and like i said jewel the, those those hits were in constant rotation in any coffee shop you were in sure right anywhere you were like you want to you want a chill vibe that's not going to offend anyone and again that's not like a slam it's just how it feels um <laughs> that's a slam dude. I, don't, I don't think it's a slam i think it's I just think it's, it just it's nice, but it's so, not for me anything beyond that. So the the interesting thing is, I don't disagree with almost mm -hmm. anything that you said. I think that for me, I guess the reason why I gravitate to all of the artists that you just rattled off. Sure, I, I, I like around that I time. Just like, uh, like I don't be surprised at all if Pieces of You is one of my recommendations later. I love that album. That's a great album. Uh, no, it is a great album. And we shouldn't get sidetracked on that uh, album, but yes. it is great. But but I, I think the reason I connect to this album is the same reason I connect to that other album and, and other albums that came out in the same time in the 90s that mm -hmm. were this kind of singer-songwriter. Sure. Because you're absolutely right. They are of a type. Mm -hmm. I just think that in the 90s, and maybe this is like a douchey... Uh, like retrospectivist, that's not even a word, no. uh, way to think about this. I just think people were saying things in the 90s that no one has said in coffee shop music since the 90s. I'm, I'm going to... No, you know what? I don't think you're being retrospectivist. Is that the word you made up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made mean, um, well, It yeah. sounded pretty cool. It, it sounded great. I don't... I mean, people can make up phrases and then they become part of the lexicon. That's how it works. But... Uh, I don't think that's what you're being. I, I think you're right. I think coffee shop rock, is that a genre? I feel like yeah, it is. Yeah. Coffee shop, singer-songwriter coffee shop stuff, I don't think it has ever been as good at that, as that moment. For sure. Um, because so much of it now is people trying hard to be that when it was just happening naturally at the right. time. Um, it was just, because that's that moment where, where coffee shops become this big thing, right? And like, and I mean, they were always a thing, but they become like, a more central mm -hmm. focused mm -hmm. space. Um, 
so yeah, I think all that anymore, it feels like people who are either just covering those sorts of songs or trying really hard to make their own version of that song. Right. So I don't think it works um, as well as it did in the moment, right. for sure. And I, and I don't think it, feel, it never feels as pure. It always feels like, oh yeah, you're a cuff shop singer. Good job. Right. I want to mention some specifics, but I do need to hear what Peter yes. says, and then I'll, yeah. I'll and then you can I'll get and then into you can some defend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, maybe it's my musical ADHD, ADD, whatever, but like there was not enough going on to keep me into this album. For That's sure. Fair. For sure, there's just not enough going on. Okay. It's a lot of guitar. Yeah. And some piano. Yeah. It's and, a and, lot of and, piano. And, and to be honest, dude, like it, the whole time, I never felt like she like it. Just felt like emotional instability without resolution at the end a hundred the entire bit of the uh, album. emotional blue oh. balls it just that's what that in the entire album there was like a shift like maybe halfway through or maybe she was starting to like put all the pieces together but the entire time like she fingers the bitch in the one song Whoa, okay what <laughs> she does she says it she fingers the chick where's it well, i have it there's I, no one left to finger does not mean fingering somebody it means accusing oh, somebody come of something. on there are lesbian overtones oh my all god, throughout dude. this album dude oh my god there are lesbian overtones all throughout this i'm album. cutting this part out <laughs> <laughs> that is not what that means. There is a hundred percent, dude. If she says there's no one left to finger, there's no, no one, one left, left to, to blame. blame. Yeah. You don't finger somebody and then be like, that's your fault. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. No, she's like, I feel like this for might her, be... For her, there's no one, like, for oh her, like, God. sexual exploration, there's no one left to blame beyond herself, beyond us in this, in this moment. Peter, that's let, what she's saying, Let me dude. just tell you a story. What? No one that's writing this type of music is talking about finger banging in such explicit terms. Dude, dude, tell that to like... Except for Alanis Morissette. <laughs> that is true, yes. Bro, no. Yeah. Dude, listen. Listen. All, like, this is... No, it's not listening, Peter. <laughs> okay, why don't you move on from this point okay. and we can circle back if we have time. Okay, in the entire time <laughs> during this album, Jesus. she felt like a freaking, like, like, dog on a leash. Like, the entire time. Yes, 100%. Like, master, did I sit well for you? <laughs> Where am I treated? at? Whoa. The entire, every Whoa. single track, she was like oh my God. victimizing herself, 100%. Every I know single. that nobody listens to this podcast, but is it possible that we've already been canceled? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just Peter, it's not. I, we're just sitting here quietly. I just want to put a disclaimer on this episode that the views expressed in this episode it's are solely... Peter's, Peter's views. I had what? nothing to do with this take. Well, I mean, to be fair, you did cause him to listen to the album. Oh my god! Like every every lyric, she's never taking like never establishing autonomy. Like what was it? Like uh, in black and white, she's like unravel me, untie this cord, and tie your own cord, girl. Like come on. I think it's interesting. I think I think you are putting it poorly. Okay. Okay. Luke's gonna academically do this for me. <laughs> I think you are putting it poorly. But I think your argument that there's a lack of autonomy isn't 100% incorrect. I think it's 1,000% incorrect. I just, I just think, but I think it, you're, you're doing no favors to your <laughs> argument with how you're explaining it. And also, I think you're definitely coming at some of these lyrics from your hip-hop background. Yeah. Because... Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Nick up 100. Uh -huh. No one that is not happening in that song. May, I mean, it might be, but it, if it was happening, it would be implied, mm. and it would be more nuanced. And that is in Adia, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also feel like Adia is like a sister figure, like in that song. I don't think that they're in a romantic relationship at all. I think that you. I think 
Luke is right. Okay. I think you've taken all of your crass hip hop lyrics and applied Take them. Crass wow. hip hop. Oh, you're gonna cancel yeah. me for saying hip hop no, lyrics no, no, are no, crass? Dude, That's want... the most lukewarm take I've ever had. <laughs> I just want like one jerk off statement to acknowledge the other. That's all. <laughs> That's all. No, no, no. But there's like I, I remember writing down. Fuck, and I wish my notes weren't so detailed right now. I I remember like thinking to myself like that wasn't the only one. I do remember where there's yeah. just. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I think there is can, a lesbian through line there. I can say that you. I, I think you could say sexuality and experimentation might be part of. I mean, it's part of the singer songwriter vibe in some cases. To be sure, relationships of all types are almost always fair game, and they're almost always the primacy of the the discussion in singer song. Like, because it's like quiet, melodic. Sadness, maybe mm. it's no one's like no one's had like throwing a huge party yeah. with the singer songwriter, mm -hmm. uh, um, especially like the '90s singer songwriter coffee shop vibe. Um, but I, I have no, I, I don't, just, I don't know if I catch the through line. I can see, I, I may, like I can, maybe, but I, I don't think it's I, there's a through line at the very there. least. Okay, let's say I'm wrong with the lesbian. There's a through line of some lover of some sort that well, gave of course. her, yeah. that, but that gave her a specific experience. Not okay. just like a, a, like a general emotional attachment that was cultivated over time. It feels as though it's isolated to a single experience. Okay, I don't agree with that at all. It, it really does. Like there's what, for example, um, it says like on the track uh, "Do What We Have to Do." It, she says, "A glowing ember, burning hot, burning slow, deep within, I'm shaken by the violence of existing only for you." Ooh, that's a great line. It is a great. That's the it's fucking a, '90s right there. Nobody writes shit like that today. But no, it's clear, that's true. They but don't. it's clear that that's like one moment. That's an impactful moment. That lies in yeah, no, that's, that's, impactful that's, moment. You've just you've just described an entire relationship. That the that line that you just described of like existing only for another person, like getting so like enveloped in a relationship that what you're talking about, like that lack of autonomy. I think you're being maybe a little bit narrow-minded and saying that, like, oh, she has no autonomy. Like, think about being in any bad relationship you've ever been in where maybe you care much Peter's more only about... in good relationships. <laughs> where you <laughs> care answer. much more about the relationship than the other person <laughs> does, or you just, like, give so much of yourself to the relationship that you do lose some of your own self. Like, that's something that I feel like is, like, very emotionally true. And that line that you just read is like a perfect distillation of a relationship like that. Not like a day where I was like, I gave everything to you today, but tomorrow I'm going back to myself. Like that's no no relationship has ever been like that. But the fact that she won't even acknowledge, like in the next, in the exact next track, it says, uh, in, in Witness it says, won't weigh you down with good intention, won't make fire out of clay. She's literally disregarding herself in an effort to like appease this other individual. Like she's totally disregarding herself. I won't like ruin you with like good intention. Are you kidding me right now? Peter, I don't, uh, you might live in a fairy tale utopia where everything in your life has gone perfectly happy, but some people's relationships are not like that. And you know, especially when they were like that in the fucking 90s. <laughs> and that is why the 90s is better. I just, like, I, I can't take any more of this. Okay. <laughs> I, I just need to, you can say something later, maybe. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're running short on time okay, for okay, my I'm segment, done. and I I'm hate done. everything that you okay, said. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so when I said that I wasn't going to be triggered this episode, I fucking lied. <laughs> uh, I'm done. I think that there is... There's a lot of triggers involved I think that there is so much autonomy on this album in, this, in the fact that she has, like, a great 
artistic voice. Building a mystery is basically like you like rap and like diss tracks. Building a mystery is like the most '90s diss track that's ever been written. It's Disagree. like it's like you're fake and bullshit, and I fucking hate you, and it's awesome. And like I feel like this album is full of fucking songs like that. I think that. Like, it's weird because I would highlight a lot of the same lines that were highlighted, but for completely <laughs> different reasons. Like, I just think that what you said is crazy. Like, uh, like there's a line in uh, uh, Full of Grace where she's like, uh, I think it's, it's just that we've stayed too long in the same old sickly skin. Like, just these great lines about, like, being in bad relationships and, like, feeling bad about yourself and getting obsessing about the wrong parts of your relationship and the wrong things about your partner or like not seeing certain flaws that they have but just like being so committed that you don't know how to like like get back to yourself i feel like that's such a human emotion that you're boiling down to like this bullshit like fairy tale romance nonsense mm -hmm. like if can i, I, can I tell is, you the, the life two... is not that black and white okay hey, good job yeah can i say the two of you have made this album infinitely more interesting to me <laughs> Because yeah. because uh, walking into this, like I said, I was like, man, it's fine. It's great if I'm gonna clean my house. <laughs> it is. I'm, you say somebody saying this album is is good background music. Mm -hmm. I don't find to be an insult. No, I'm just saying like you've, think, you've actually got to this conversation. Uh -huh. I feel like has added some depth to it that I didn't personally find. But I think it's interesting that you that's guys um, highlight similar things and argue so passionately about them. So oh, I think man. that's great. I just like. This isn't. It doesn't even have anything to do with your stupid argument. But there's, so many, <laughs> there's, there's so many. There's so many great songs on this album. Like "Sweet Surrender" is such a fucking banger that I just want to like. Like if I don't think you know what fucking banger if means, but okay. Bah, 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 it's got that great. Dude, Dude, let's not talk about the like, Sonic, bro. Let's not talk, let's about... talk about the Sonic, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> if. If there is if there is a banger on this album, and I and there's not, and I yeah. contend that there is, yeah. "Sweet Surrender" bangs. I disagree. And it's again, it's it's fine. Uh, do you want me to do the thing again? <laughs> yeah, no, I. I haven't changed your mind. Are you? No, I, it's, I. I mean, I. It made me want to get a cup of coffee. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I I love like we talked about. I, uh, the dog commercials have completely ruined the yes. song. Yes. But Angel's a great song, full of great, great lyrics, great songwriting. One of my favorite lyrics All is... All I can think of a sad dog. Uh, she it. says, Oh, yeah. beautiful release. Memory seeps from my veins. Let me be empty and weightless, and maybe I'll find some peace tonight. Come on, man. That's the 90s. I think it's impossible. <laughs> I love how you're like, I know. still... Ten years into this it's, one album, it that is. comes out in 1997. It doesn't matter. This it really does. This is the 90s. It's yeah. this and never mind. Oh. This, <laughs> like if you want to boil the 90s yeah. down to two uh -huh. fucking albums. Well, if yeah. you want to boil it down to two fucking albums, that's insane. One. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's because insane. you need at least four, and the other two are Pearl Jam's Ten and Matchbox Twenties. Yourself or someone like you. I don't agree with that. Well, you're wrong. I. I, we're running out of time, we so yeah, unfortunately, yeah, no. I'm so worked up. I don't even know how to talk about these other albums. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to talk objectively about Peter's album, because I just want to hurt him. I just want to hurt him so bad. Bro, I, I take this way too seriously, yeah, and I yeah. acknowledge that I'm no. a terrible person. I agree. Uh, you are. 
But anyway, I'll just wrap up by saying that, again, I love this album because I think it's a great singer-songwriter album. Mm. I think it is, like we talked about, this is kind of like the singer-songwriter period where all the best uh, yes, singer-songwriter uh, yeah. albums were coming out. Exactly. I think she has a really great, unique voice that I feel like could only exist in the 90s. Like, her, Well, she's not dead. No, but I, but she hasn't made a good album since. So she makes, like, fucking Christmas albums now. Uh, <laughs> And the fact that she's doing those Humane Society commercials probably tells you where her career's at. Uh, that's nothing against Sarah McLaughlin. I love this album. And I will defend it against all of these losers who are like, it's boring, it's stupid, I don't like it, she has no autonomy. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so, I will say, because I'm so worked up, we, we're out of time. We have to move on. Yeah. My favorite track, that's... Sweet Surrender's a banger. I don't care what you guys say, I'll do Not the thing, thing. again. Uh, full of grace, fantastic. That's got those like layered harmony mm -hmm. choral vocals in the chorus sure. that are fucking awesome. Sure. And I love the last song, Last Dance, mm -hmm. with like that musical saw in there is so cool. Uh, very baller move to end the album mm -hmm. on a on an instrumental it's note. A, I, uh, so so that's what I'm sweet. saying. Are you guys gonna be man enough to say your favorite tracks from this album? So I mean, okay. So here's the thing. Um, and yes, I will emasculate you to get this answer. <laughs> no, I, it's not even that. It's just that, like. One of the, I think the pro, it just feeds into my problem with the album is I feel like they they bleed together in a way that's not, for me, positive necessarily. Remember, this is something that's almost outside of this, uh, but remember that one time I sent you the text where I was like, hey, you, you ruined Green Day for me because you said something about like a lot of their songs sounding the same in one album mm -hmm. and I was listening to Dookie and like, I felt like you were right. I feel like that's also true here. That a lot of these songs kind of bleed together and sound very similar to me. Um... I don't know, pick any one of the three radio hits and they're fine. I don't agree. That's fine. Sweet Surrender, banger. Uh, Peter, <laughs> what do you, what do you, can you pick one track yeah. without being condescending? Oh, 100%. I, I, 100% I can, dude. Like the, the, is it Adia? Adia, great song. That was a great song. Like, dude, I, even that line, I know I like brought that line up. That's a great song. The way the pre-chorus and the chorus like flow into each other, great song, right? Mm -hmm. Incredible song, right? And there, and there, and there was, and that was like, if there was a song with autonomy, it was that one. Okay. Because yeah, of all the finger banging, I know exactly. <laughs> exactly. What I knew at the what very a, least she, she owned this. What a dong take. Yeah. What a dong <laughs> take. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on. Luke, just talk about your fucking <laughs> Well, first of all, uh, that's unnecessary. <laughs> um, you were fine in this conversation. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, 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 I can tell. Yeah. I can't wait until fucking next week. Oh, my oh. God. I just want to pick something that sounds exactly like this. <laughs> well, I... Anyway, let's move on. So please. yeah, let's talk about the apples and stereo, travelers in space and time. Uh, so this is the last album from, I mean, apparently the last album from Apples and Stereo. Uh, they may be back, but they are on sort of an indefinite hiatus. Uh, while back, Robert Schneider, the lead singer, uh, decided he was just going to go learn more about math. And now has a PhD in mathematics yeah. and is a lecturer. And he's also started the band Pairs in Mono. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this, uh, he described it, let me find the exact description I was looking for. He described the album as a futuristic pop record to reach out to kids of the future, uh, send a pop message, uh, music through time, hoping they will decode it and be into it. That's part of his original press release that came out. Um, depending on how familiar you are with Schneider and, and Elephant Six and, and the stuff they were doing, uh, based on the head shaking... Um, he's also known as a uh, producer for Neutral Milk Hotel and helped produce uh, on Airplane uh, Over the Sea. Under the Sea? Over the Sea? Anyway. Uh, so I love this album because I think it is super fun. It's just, it's chock full of energy. Like it is, it's nonstop energy all the way from like 
start to finish. There's a couple little spots where they tend to like lean back into some of their uh, earlier stuff towards the end, but they also pick back up into uh, some of their... I, I would say they have some, some disco leanings in this one and some electronic leanings that I really like. Um, and because it is sort of concept as like being about like projecting this idea of, of pop into the future, um, it leans heavily on that. But mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I'm a big big fan. Of Actually, I'm I'm curious to hear, hear what Peter has to say about it because I think there are some things in there that I was thinking about that Peter will like, but maybe not. And I'm also, no, no, also no, no, no. like I'm curious to hear let's, what you have to say about some. some let's go as to well, let's so. go to Peter first. Okay, okay so first, you can rage against him if he's wrong. No, first of all. No. This like this is the first time we've introduced during the start of this thing mm -hmm. since where I found myself singing along to like maybe like the second chorus you know the second mm -hmm. chorus verse like, it's the sure. first album that sort of allowed me to do that mm -hmm. and like lyrically maybe it's not the most intensive but just from a vibe and composition perspective yeah. I found myself smiling and tapping my foot this entire time sure. the entire album um, there were like I feel like if you didn't groove a little bit to dance yes. for you're not human oh hundred <laughs> percent yeah hundred percent and that there were some tracks like what was it. Like, uh, there's like an early Beatles vibe to like... A lot of this. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one who saw that. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I forget what was the track. It was, was it Dignitary or something? I don't know. Whatever. It was, but that was like early Beatles. But more importantly, just from a compositional level, like it was very rap-esque at times, dude. Right, it had some interludes that yeah. I thought you would uh, appreciate. Yeah, That's yeah, what, especially, it starts with the code. Yeah, exactly. Then, the way it ends, ends too. Yeah, yeah, ends in Time Pilot. Uh -huh. Yeah. I was like, whoa. This is great from like from an entire album, just the way it's conceptually drawn out. Mm -hmm. um, is there like did I feel like there was a deep, impactful message? No, but I didn't need that for this album, which was which was awesome. I just mm -hmm. was tapping my foot, enjoying smiling the entire time. Like uh, it was it was it was just great. It was just great sonically. It was great. I don't know. Is it is it called like five bit, two bit, whatever that like little like doot 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 in the background? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, but whatever with, that with is. With them, with with uh, Schneider, it could be any number of yeah, things. Yeah, He's yeah. really interested in doing like he 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 has a whole thing about like his. Uh, Oh, God, well, there's a thing he does where he like breaks the parts. It doesn't really matter. No, but, but that, that that part was great. Um, there were a few parts like there were like I love also too how like the the instruments chosen for each track weren't super harmonious. Like a trumpets came out of nowhere in one track. Uh -huh. I forget where it was. Yeah, but I there was, was like, some purposeful discord. Yeah. yeah, yeah, purposeful discord. Yeah, that's that's like that's the best way to put. It. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, I genuinely like this. Like I would listen to it again by choice if I just wanted to vibe and freaking swift for my floors. To dance for, obviously. Yeah, to dance for. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Interesting Swiffer reference. Also, also, if you haven't seen the video with Elijah Wood for Dance For, you should check it out when you have some free time. It's great. Is it my turn? It's absolutely your turn. I will start by saying that for every other album we've listened to, my notes have been three quarters to a page. Mm -hmm. This album has two pages of notes. Wow. Because I have never been more conflicted about an album in my oh, entire really? life. Oh, really? Oh, I'm Because if you read the notes, to, I took notes on every song. Sure. And all of my notes start out with things like, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> the sounds in this song are so annoying. Mm -hmm. I want to kill myself. Sure. And then, like, randomly my notes will change to, this is a fucking catchy song. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. I, I swear to God, with the exception of maybe one or two songs where I was annoyed by the sounds the mm -hmm. entire way through, sure. literally every one of my notes follows that pattern mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm like, I can't fucking stand this song. And then like halfway through, I realize that I know all the words and that the chorus is stuck in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird because all the sonic things you guys are talking about, mm -hmm. 
some of it was was grating to me. Okay. Uh, I can like, see that. There was a, where you're talking about that dissonance. There's a lot of just like random sounds happening, especially a lot of like the weird random electronic sounds. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they would just pop up, especially listening to them on headphones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff like buried in there as well that yeah. I don't think I would have heard if I was just listening to it on my stereo. And so like listening to it on my headphones, I'm I'm like vibing with this song, and then all of a sudden there is like a. And I'm like, cut this shit out. Uh, and so that stuff kind of... So I, I I think at the end of it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I hated it so much. <laughs> and I, I just... I I felt so weird after listening to it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think I've ever reacted this way to an album. It was very, very weird to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I still, like even in retrospect, don't really know how I feel about it. Because yeah. I know... That literally, it was like restarting every time. I would be like, I'd get to the end of a song, I'd be like, okay, that was a track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next song would start, I'd be like, I hate this. And then I'd be like, haha, that was a track. And then I would just keep doing it. Well, it's funny because Schneider himself has like talked about uh, Phil Spector and Brian Wilson being like influences on his production style. And I feel like those are on display in here as well. Um, For sure. You know, it's got a lot of the weird. Uh, same weird stuff like you find on pet sounds like sure just kind of like weird random samples and sounds mm-hmm. and stuff yeah and he definitely like leans into some of the wall of sound mentality at yeah. too, for sure um, i did i was really excited when uh you heard dance floor <laughs> dance floor honestly i think it was i think it was fine uh i said uh I said, especially in the headphones, I can hear all these dumb fucking noises. This honestly might be a better album without headphones. That's what I said about that song. Uh, but again, in that song, I'm like, I'm like, man, this is catchy. This chorus is catchy as hell. Uh, but no, I got really excited when Dignified Dignitary came on because mm-hmm. there was a distorted guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, finally, a real fucking instrument. And I was like, Da-na-na. and you were right. That had like an uh, an ooh some some sort of ooh thing uh-huh. that did sound a lot like the Beatles uh-huh. to me. Uh, I said, well, this is funny. I said, finally, no annoying electronic bullshit. And then I said, spoke too soon. Weird fucking theremin <laughs> thing is the outro. Uh, yeah. Dignified Dignitary, I think, is one of the ones. Uh, oh, maybe not. I was going to say, I think that's one of the ones that they kind of um, had uh, not really done as much with. But maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I, I am thankful that you made me listen to it. Sure. Because I've never had this experience with an album before. Very weird. Yeah. Kind of indescribable. Yeah. And the vocal variants here. Like, there's well, he, like... Yeah, yeah, and he's... I mean, he's uh-huh. a high voice singer, yeah. I think. Like, yeah. it's just how he sounds. And, and like, honestly, like, it, when it was the track, like, right after Dance Floor. Uh, CPU. CPU. Oh, God, I love CPU. Dude, it felt borderline, like, that nasally, like, mm-hmm. early 2000 sound. That yeah. was the vibe yeah. on that that track. That was so well done, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh man. I just... I Like, on CPU, I said, uh, my least favorite track yet. Not a great what? chorus. I don't know. The chorus is better than I thought. <laughs> like literally, I, every, time, every yeah. time my opinions would change after I heard it once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that for me was just getting over some of the kind of assault of some of the the sonic sounds sure, on the yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. And then once I got past them, right? Once they're sort of they build it, build into yeah. where they're supposed to be. It's perfect because I yeah. think one thing that is indisputable for me is that the songwriting on this album is fantastic yeah, yeah. like knows as, what he's doing every as a way. pop album it's catchy as mm-hmm. hell yeah. like there's no doubt that i think i think for me if you stripped away some of the 
the unnecessary sounds in this. I actually think this would be an album that I would love. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the production took me out of it. Sure. Because, yeah, every, and I think that's what I was recognizing as the songs went along. Sure. Is I'm like, this is great pop songwriting. Mm -hmm. Like, the, it's indisputable. Yeah. But this, and then I would listen to the production. I'd be like, I, I can't imagine myself like listening to this again. But I, I love this song. It's again very weird. Well, I was actually dove back and I was just reading some some critique uh, right as it came out, and one of the things they talked about is like there's like this struggle in indie music where like you have to be like oh like I'm I'm so indie right mm -hmm. like and don't get me wrong I love music like that too but one of the things they were saying that this album does and does really well is it just like leans into all of the things that are great about previous pieces of music everywhere mm -hmm. and like like you know taking that musical history and then sort of bringing through what you love and pushing it out. Right. And um, and so many, the argument was that so many indie albums fight that because 100%. they just want to try to be their own thing, man. Mm -hmm. And um, and that can be fine, but uh, it's not necessary. Sometimes no. you just create a great album. Yeah, I think that the, the production on this album is the avant-garde part about it uh -huh. because the songwriting beneath it sure. is, I don't think you could call indie as a genre i'm sure, sure it's indie i'm sure this album cost ten dollars to make uh, <laughs> but but as a genre i don't think you can call the songwriting indie like these are songs that in 1968 mm -hmm. would have been on the radio yeah oh, nobody's yeah, yeah. putting this on the radio now no no exactly the uh, dance floor you wouldn't have been able to get away from right in like the 60s and 70s but yeah. uh but yeah i think that the production is what takes this kind of out of the mainstream mm -hmm. sure. and makes it a little avant-garde yeah. but yeah songwriting is is pop as hell See, it's interesting that you felt like so the production was your least favorite part. One hundred percent. That that was my like I said, it fulfilled my like my musical ADD. Like ooh, ooh. Yeah. Like, you after, say, after listening to Igor, I understand. Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay. right, we'll stop right there. Yeah, we'll stop right there. All right. Well, um, real quick though. Uh, no, we go. We keep keep talking. So I'm not talk about Peter's album. I'm <laughs> skipping it. <laughs> favorite track? Uh, I had two favorite tracks. Okay. That were back to back, dignified dignitary and sure. no vacation. Okay, uh, both of those songs I really liked. I think they were a great one-two punch. Like I said, I, I, I like plenty of uh, artists that make electronic music. Mm -hmm. This one felt it was getting to the point where it it started to feel a little bit soulless to me because sure. there was such a lack yeah. of of real instruments and then once that guitar and dignified dignitary kicked in i'm like yes this is what i want to listen to because it kind of it, it kind of genre bent mm -hmm. uh throughout the album a little bit sure. that album kind of had like a like a, a punky everybody's gonna move no fucking punk you asshole <laughs> i'm like it kind of had like a like a punky vibe to me and yeah so i, I would say those were like the one two punch for me sure. i really liked those songs okay. For, so for me, like my three favorite songs mm -hmm. beyond the intro and the outro, like yeah. beyond those two, um, is Strange Solar System, Dance Floor, and CPU, which I believe are like right in succession. Um, yes, they are. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, I, which I felt because like Strange Solar System had this like oh, very yeah. like, I could like, it felt like disco-y almost. Yes. Which is kind oh, of there's cool. definitely a ton of that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, that really felt really good. Dance Floor, stuff. like just like, you know, like no rhythm, like no, like it felt sh like shameless dancing, not just dancing. Yeah, exactly. You know it's just go out and yeah. And just be exactly in, in the music exactly yeah. i didn't feel like i had to be like rhythmically competent to enjoy no. that and then cpu i already said that i enjoyed like the the early 2000s sort of throwback mm -hmm. nasally vibe to it can i ask you a question Luke? sure how do you feel like talking about this album as an album yeah how do you feel about the conclusion of the album where it basically like invites you to return to it I just like it. It feel like it kind of went out on a whimper to me really? a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I feel like 
I feel like it's, it, it, it ends up kind of inviting reassessment each time. Right, because it ends with that hypnotist bit where he's like, you know, yeah. you're gonna wake up and come back mm-hmm. to this, mm-hmm. and you know, and enjoy yeah, it again. That. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I think that considering it starts with the code, arguing that like you can, like, you can learn the code, but if you're mm-hmm. a musician, you're probably gonna be better at it. Which is part, I mean, and again, that's part of the mathematics thing, and like his whole, like, his whole thing as an artist is like deeply tied into mathematics and. And algorithmic stuff. Like he's really interested in that thing. That's sort of that's why he's like, eh, I'm done with this for now. I'm gonna go become a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that last part kind of just reminds you that like to take it back and then like come back and enjoy it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree. I just yeah, I, for whatever reason, like wings away and then time pilot. Mm-hmm. Like it just. I I was waiting for like, I don't know, maybe some like like a really great catchy song at the mm-hmm. end or something that really kind of crescendoed sure and then i feel like wings away was a fine song yeah and then it ends with that uh, like spoken word thing and i'm i just i felt yeah. like it kind More of like, labored yeah, out it kind of comes in and like yeah sandwiches the bit of the musical piece whereas i think there was so much energy to the the rest of the album mm-hmm. i was expecting like a lot of energy at the mm-hmm. end or something maybe unexpectedly subdued and i don't sure. think i got either i oh, think i got oh, okay. i think i got something middle of the road yeah, i can see that and then it, it just kind of ends and yeah. i was a little bit disappointed by that but but again i i i always find myself really enjoying time pilot yeah. like at the end at the, when i've done a full right. listen through i really enjoy uh, time pilot as the end for for me, but I can I can see where you, where where you're coming from yeah. there. But but overall, I, I I had a fun time listening to it, mm-hmm. and I also had the worst time of my life listening to it. Sure, uh, in the same songs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, the, it's undeniable for me. The songwriting is great, so I I I can't say bad anything anything bad about that. Okay, great, um, cool. So I that's that's me, and uh, let's move on to. To Peter's choice, which will surprise no one, is yet again more hip hop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I see this was my Olive Branch album. Though. Yeah, if this is hip hop, I don't know what hip hop. This is was my album. Olive Branch album to like both you guys to be like, okay, this is like more. I'd argue more R and B, more like like yeah. a gruff R and B. Yeah, there's barely any rap on this album. Yeah, there's like it's maybe so, like yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple spots in it, and they're actually the, like, the least favorite. My least favorite parts. Oh, of I, they album, were yeah. my favorite parts of it. Really? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I know the tracks, but okay. we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. This one, this album in particular, like just, I felt as though, like, how should I put this? Like, this was my Olive Branch album. Like, sure, sure. if we don't like rap, like, then maybe we'll like this album by a rapper. I think that was a huge, gross generalization. It's not that we don't or, like me, rap. Like the general themes in rap. How about that? It has nothing to do with the themes in rap. Okay, either. break it down. It has to do with the crappy rap music that you make us listen to. <laughs> I don't have any problem with rap music as a genre. Just let us listen to something good for fucking months. <laughs> am, I, am I coming at you harder because of our previous conversation? 1,000%. Okay, okay. Let me just, let me just finish with the answer. Finish your okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I like how it uses this will... sort of like, like Igor character to sort mm-hmm. of like go through this narrative. Uh, that, that this sort of like heartbreak, this sort of love triangle that he's going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as I said, as and as you sort of commented on earlier, like the instrumentals, the like the variety fulfilled like my musical ADD to the max. Uh, the sound embraces more like just soul than than, than rap. Uh, and there is a few like just straight up banger rap. There's like two banger rap tracks, right? Like I think new mm. new magic wand is a banger. Uh, and just 
The character Igor, or Tyler the Creator, throughout this entire album, unlike Sarah McLaughlin, has enough metacognition to be kind of tough. <laughs> to be kind of... To be kind of so we're just back at this again. Yeah. Okay. Well, just to be kind here. of tongue in cheek during this entire entire love story. Be like, be like I know this whole situation is ridiculous, and he sort of expresses that in in a lot of in a lot of the production, in a lot of the a lot of the lyrics, and just how he portrays the lyrics. There's a, there's a tongue in cheek element to the entire thing, which I appreciate. Um, and it's he accepts he accepts the situation clearly via the lyrics and the sound occasionally contradicts the lyrics, which I find interesting and I enjoy that sort of juxtaposition. Uh, but for overall, yeah, this is my what, olive branch. So real quick, mm-hmm. uh, now, just why can't you be this articulate uh-huh. when you're talking about Nick's album with uh, talking about finger banging? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Those were excellent points. Well stated. But, but I, okay, so beyond the but we're not talking about his album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just <laughs> yeah yes, that okay. that time has passed. Yeah, flip. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I just think I enjoyed the fact that there's sort of this this character going through this clear, like um, relatively linear narrative, and it sort of ends. Uh, and it ends with sort of this like. Uh, acceptance and sort of moving forward um, and almost an, an apology at the end. But again, that apology is tongue-in-cheek. And that's followed by this sort of sense of, like, the grass is greener at the end, where it's like, well, wait, maybe it wasn't that bad in the last track where he said, with I don't love you anymore. Um, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my play. Do you want to go my... first or you want mm-hmm. me to go? Uh, it depends. Are you going to rip him a new one? Because no, if you're going to rip him a new rip, one, rip, I'll be yeah. the balm that says it's okay. Him, I'm not going to rip him a new one. If you want to talk, do you want to talk about sure, it? Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Uh, Olive Branch received. Okay. okay. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this album a lot. Except those, like, you guys talked about, like, the banger rep. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. those, they, they, for me, they felt out of place. Like, when they popped in, I was like, I don't, uh, but the rest is like, man, I actually listened to Earthquake uh, again on the way over just yeah. by, its, uh, by itself because um, I, I found that stuck in my head mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. couple different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the whole album overall was great. I, I like all the stuff that you were talking about, like the um, mostly the sonic arch- sonic architecture or whatever mm-hmm. that you were sort of referring to. I really like that. So, I mean, as evidence, you know, yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm very I'm interested in that stuff too. Um, but I, I think uh, this does a good job with a lot of that, and and it does it does veer into some soul and R and B places that I appreciate a lot more. And I always like it when hip hop in general, like, spends time in mm-hmm. soul and R and B and doesn't just focus entirely on um, beats and 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 uh, throwing rhymes all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I love it when they get together. All the times, it, you mean? It, yes, sure. Um, <laughs> I just like it when all that stuff gets together because mm-hmm. some of that because. You throw a little funk in there. I'm I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think in general this album is is really a good and pretty cohesive album. Again, I, I'm not a big fan of the bra- the couple of rap pieces yeah. in there just because yeah. they feel so out of place. You know, when you're in it. And I, but I found my like I was doing some work today, just listening to the album and and just really digging it, and it, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, yeah, and good. I felt like it was something that like. I don't know, I felt like there was lots of stuff going on, and I feel like, in hindsight, maybe I should have like been paying more attention to some of the mm-hmm. tracks just to hear some of the stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think the end, like, the end felt a little abrupt to me. Because I remember... I, that's fair. That's I, fair. I remember feeling like... It's almost a similar feeling to what Nick was talking about on uh, my album. I just felt like it was then done. I actually had to go and check. Like, mm-hmm. I had to look at my track. I was like... <laughs> 
Oh no, okay, I didn't hit pause. Mm-hmm. It's just done. That, that's fair. And I that mean, was, I, I was like, eh, that's pretty weak. That's fair, because I do think, like, especially from a musicality standpoint, that's the case. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, though, like, there's this, like, it sort of ends uh, with I don't love you anymore, with this sort of sense of, like, where he's, he's like, at this point, like, the relationship's done. That entire part of his life's done. Mm-hmm. He's sort of, like, reflecting on it with a weird sense of nostalgia in spite of what previously happened. But that could, I could just be, like, filling in the blanks with my own schema on the that's capacity. Is but, yeah. Are We Still Friends not the last song? Oh, maybe no. I think you're right. No, wait. Sorry. Are we still friends? Yeah, no. Okay. That's yeah. what nostalgia sits in. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. are we still friends? Feels super abrupt to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I wrote on but that track. But there's a vocal freak. Okay. I wrote on that track. What is this track? Is this like fucking islands in the stream or something? Yeah. Unfortunately, we are not still friends. That was the note. That I, wrote. <laughs> uh, I thought it sounded like islands me. in the stream. But you didn't like the sort of like the vocal freak out juxtaposed with the actual lyrics. You didn't like that. Uh, let me let me say what I think about okay. this album. Okay. I think that. The best thing I could relate this to is that this is an album that peaked in high school. And what I mean by that is Igor's theme is a banger for days. That is, yeah, no, that uh, is a, it's, a, it's an explosion the, to open that album. The yeah. production on the drum track uh-huh. is incredible. There's a part, uh, I can't do it any justice, but it's like the got my eyes open part mm-hmm. and the song cuts out and then the beat drops again mm-hmm. and it fucking rules. That, no, and I, 100%. And okay. I listen to it and I'm like, man, Peter finally picked one that I'm just going to like, I'm just going to be rubbing that jam on my bread all day long. I was Also, so, you're going to make him say things like rub that yeah. jam on my bread all day long? Yeah. Uh, just, ooh, get that jam, get that jam. Uh, and so I was so excited going in, in out of that track uh-huh. and uh, like I said, I think it peaked in high school. I think it peaked with track number one. Really? You didn't like Earthquake? Yeah, you didn't. No, it did nothing for me. I, I, the one thing, maybe you can take this as a compliment, maybe Mm. it's an insult. I don't even know how somebody would go about writing songs like this. The songs, as far as I can tell, have no structure. They're just kind of like freeform thoughts uh, that, like, there's no, like, at least motifs that repeat or uh, verses or choruses. He just kind of says things and the song kind of happened in front of you. Uh, to me, pretty much every song sounded exactly the same. Uh, uh, I, uh, unlike you, Luke, I actually, mm-hmm. like, the the parts where there were some rap yeah. and there was, like, some rhythm and some flow, sure. those were actually the parts I connected to the most. Wow. New Magic Wand, mm-hmm. I thought had, like, this cool, like, like retro, old-school vibe right. and there's, like, mm-hmm. a, a cool rap outro at the end and I'm like, ooh, I kind of dig this. I think we, or in an earlier episode... Discuss my absolute disgust with some certain spaces of raps yeah. as far as like that just, kind of thing. I just, I don't like I just all, liked so. the the rhythm. I, for me, it, it, the rest of the album was so just like nebulous and like let's just do whatever happens here. Uh, that that when there was <laughs> yeah. that when there was some rhythm and was some kind of flow, I I got really into that. Sorry, I, there's something going wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and so I just got really into that and there there was this cool uh like symbol thing in the background of new magic one i just loved the the beat in that one mm-hmm. and but yeah otherwise i just like i was i was listening to the whole thing and like as songs were happening i was thinking i don't know how they wrote this song uh-huh. so i guess uh-huh. that's something impressive uh but i it i thought compared to uh the kid cuddy album was a masterpiece compared to this one i mm-hmm. i have had some of the Kid Cudi songs since we did that episode, they just keep popping into my head. 
I've been like humming yeah. day and night and that's that, your all of rage uh, to me, dude. Intergalactic yeah. song. Uh-huh. Uh, like they just the choruses just keep uh-huh. like I'll uh-huh. just be doing something intergalactic. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, and this one, I I honestly sure. couldn't tell you what any of these songs sound like. I don't remember anything about so it. So do no. you think there's like almost like the more narrative driven album is the less sort of sing along y and structure based it is no there's no connection whatsoever yeah i'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go mean, i'm gonna go with nick go, on go this on I, okay i think i don't i think i think just because i think I keep saying i think and that's therefore you are I, therefore i am um i don't have the problem with sort of the nebulousness mm-hmm. of the song that mm-hmm. nick does because i I'm a big fan of like breaking away from the structure and and, and messing with it because I usually usually to me if it's done well and I think in many cases it's mm-hmm. done well on this album, it's it's a symbol that you understand structure well enough to get away from it and not totally I fuck agree things that. up. Well, that makes me sound that. like I'm a simpleton. No, I, no, I'm not. No, I'm love, not saying you're a simpleton. I love like progressive no. rock yeah, and metal yeah, yeah, yeah. music that yeah. has no structure whatsoever. Sure. I like jazz. I just yeah. this to me was was this feels like it, it wanted. I I, I think it. It's closer to I, when you said jazz. That's what just now they got me thinking. It's almost closer to like verbal, like a verbal equivalent of uh, improving on the piano in some cases or things like that. I, I, I can see from the look on your face you disagree deeply. <laughs> no, I but, agree, and oh, I think okay. it's terrible. <laughs> see, okay, but why why do you think that's terrible? Yeah. I guess is what I, I just, just I just to me that. there was there was nothing for me to grab onto in mm-hmm. any of these songs okay. because like. Even if something popped up that I liked, mm-hmm. it never came back. Like, just, oh, okay. just things would just would just go, and there would be a part, maybe it'd be four bars, and then you never heard about it again, and uh, there'd be a different part of the song, and I just, like, there was, I, I never got like, ooh, that part, great, and then it comes back later, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so psyched this is back. Like, it just felt like it just kind of went where it wanted to go, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it led to me... I think the problem was it just it got to the end of the album and I I thought that I had just listened to one song, like it just seemed like they kind of flowed into each other. Sure. I'm like, okay, that was one 40 minute song, yeah. uh, and it had 873 parts. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but if you approach it as a true narrative, that sounds like you just like that is what narration is. Like the, the character through a story doesn't just go through like yo I went to the store today I went to the store again. I went to the story what again. are you talking about, Peter? Because the album we listened like to the... last week was a narrative album yes. that had choruses and and good lyrics and good songwriting. But it was significantly less narrative than this album. I I love like as a, a fan of rock music, especially progressive rock music. I love concept albums mm-hmm. that are story driven and character driven that have a through line. Having a narrative and writing good songs are not mutually exclusive. No, but like a, a good song could have a well-established narrative without fitting like the stereotypical. Yeah, song for structure. sure yeah. can. I just don't think that they happen to have any good songs in here that didn't fit the narrative song structure. I, I, I personally, I don't find the narrative part that you're talking about. I, yeah, I, 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 didn't I really, really don't, connect to the lyrics either. I, I, yeah, I don't find it. I don't find it to be necessarily narrative. Um, but I, but again, for me, no, I no, wish no. everybody could see Peter's face right now. Yeah. If you think I got triggered, not yeah. anything. No, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it, that it's not, it's entirely possible that I missed it. But for me, that's not the thing that works for me. In it. Mm. If the goal, like if, if our gold standard in this out al- with this album is that it's a narrative story driven album, uh-huh. then it does fail. 
I think. I, I read what? the lyrics, so I literally but, just sat, listened uh -huh, to the album, okay, okay, and yeah. read along to the lyrics. And I didn't connect to any of the lyrics or like see a story that was playing out. I thought the story in Man on the Moon much more compelling. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate that I'm agreeing with Nick on this, no. I feel like, if, no. again, if we're talking about the story, okay, okay. and I'm just talking about the story, uh -huh, yeah, just the story, the narrative part, part of it, I think Nick is correct about that. They're, the narrative, at least, is much clearer. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because, like I said, like, there's vocal improvisation happening yeah, yeah, here, and, yeah. and not not because scat is almost like just rhythmic speaking, mm -hmm. right? But like this definitely wants to do those sorts of things with how it's connecting words. Uh -huh. So I think it can fail in the narrative part mm -hmm. for me. I didn't read the lyrics along. I that's not what I did, but I for I still found it catchy as fuck in parts and enjoyed it. Except, again, except for the part that apparently Nick liked the most, which was the rap parts. <laughs> I didn't care for those; they were fine. But I take them away from the rest of it was much more interesting to me. So you didn't even like? Did you not like like? I'm not gonna say register, but did you not notice that it was about a singular relationship throughout the entire thing? No, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what it was about. I have no really? idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there, maybe are, there are definitely relationships happening in it. I didn't know if it was singular or not. Wow, interesting. Yeah, for maybe sure. I'm sure that as I was reading, I'm like, take. oh, I understand this song on its own. I didn't. Maybe I took it a different way. For yeah. me, I didn't see a, an overarching thing. But again, yeah, I didn't see a theme I, so much as a series of vignettes. But in okay. your defense, okay. uh -huh. I think as as a listener, it's a little bit harder for me to like really dig in and connect with the lyrics uh -huh. if I'm uh -huh. not also connecting with the songs. Yeah. Like I, I think that's really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. So. So, as, I mean, I was reading them and kind of reading along, but I, I don't know that I was, like, as deeply invested in them as I would have been mm -hmm. if I was like, oh, this this song is hitting me. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, so I, there was a disconnect there that probably led to me missing some of the of the finer points of the narrative. You know what? Now that you're sort of throwing me this all about, I want to, let's bring it back to Sarah McLaughlin. No, no fuck no. off! <laughs> say, it's not that bad. Okay, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's kidding, he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, Peter, I really wanted to like this album. Like I said, uh -huh. I when that first track ended, uh -huh. I was like, "This is gonna be the best album Peter's ever had us listen to." And I, I was, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I was really okay. bummed out that it was so okay. just, just, I don't even know how to describe. It. Just, it was nothing to me. See, and I, I liked the first track and felt like there was a ton of great stuff going on okay. Okay. Um, throughout. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Can you answer me? Ask me a question. Kanye is credited on a song, and I think he has maybe four words bit. in yeah, it. Yeah, uh -huh, 100%. Why is he in there? I mean, I, I think, like, in the hip-hop community, if you got Kanye in a track, like, you just increase Did he have Kanye in a track? Like, was Kanye drinking coffee in the studio while <laughs> yeah, it was recorded? Yes, well, I mean, I feel like that's entirely possible. Like, yeah. Have you seen Kanye recently like, with what's real. going on? For with, real, dude. Was it, was it, is it, I want to call it Duda, but that's not the name of it. Donda? Donda, yeah. Donda, yeah. yeah. So I was close. Uh -huh. uh, God, that whole thing is a weird odyssey to watch unfold. Oh, can I ask you a question, Peter? Are yeah. you going to recommend to us every single album you've had us listen to it's so far has had Kanye on it? Yeah, but it hasn't been Kanye. But it hasn't been Kanye. Is every rap album you're going to make us listen to, do they all feature Kanye? No, the next one I have doesn't feature Kanye. He's like, no, because yeah. it is Kanye. <laughs> and you can't feature if you're on it. Maybe I do, like, yeah, maybe I do throw an impromptu pitch on this one, dude. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to what you have for me, Peter, because okay. I know that somewhere in the well <laughs> of your... Like I said, I, I'm, I've been surprised over the last several weeks mm -hmm. how much some of those Kid Cudi songs have like grown in my brain. I'm kind of having the same reaction that I had to Luke's album this week. Mm -hmm. Is like, as time is going on, I feel like I'm gaining a better appreciation okay. for that album. Mm -hmm. 
that's not going to happen with this one. So don't, and, and okay. not because okay. of anything, it's just, I literally don't remember anything that happened on this album, mm -hmm. and I listened to it very recently. Fair. I have literally no idea what happened, except for the Islands in the Stream song, because I can remember Islands in the Stream. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is what we are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so for me, my favorite track was, was Igor's theme. Like I said, I think it peaked there. And I thought that track was a banger from beginning to end. I wish that you're, you're not wrong. I, I wish I that it had just been twelve repeats of that song, <laughs> or just Damn, or dude. just forty minutes of that beat dropping after that one part, which got me so psyched every time. I mean, for me, it was Earthquake. I, I really yeah. like that one. It's, yeah, it's great, um, and it's more like it's more all the the R and B elements of that mm -hmm. song that for really sure. just for drove sure. it home for, for me. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I don't care for the spelling. Because he doesn't actually the F. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, when he says the uh -huh. the word, he says it correctly. He does. I so know. it's not like it's like it's not like it's a choice for like how he's pronouncing it. Yeah. As like a as a as a, vo a vocal trick or or choice. Mm -hmm. It's it just seems like uh, that part drives drove me drives me nuts. But I'm willing to forgive it and just enjoy the hell out of that song because yeah. it's fine. And like I said, I listened to it a couple different times. So. Oh, that's fair. Sure. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and we'll go around. I think that was a good discussion. That sure. was much more heated than last That's time. Yeah. Uh, Peter, yeah. I love you as a brother, my friend. <laughs> I like it too. Dude. I, yeah. uh -huh. I think that all of your takes on that album were so horrendously wrong <laughs> no. that I that I am mortified that I'm putting them on the internet. Yeah. Uh, but you may need to leave with a trigger warning. On that one. Yeah. 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 I, I respect you greatly as a human being. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the kind of discourse we need in our country. Here. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the discourse we have. In yeah, our yeah, country. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my fuck yous were with yeah. love. Oh, yeah. yeah. When Mitch McConnell says fuck you, it, there's yeah. no love there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Let's go ahead and go around. We'll make our sure. recommendations for next week. Mm -hmm. At the risk of getting more lesbian overtones, <laughs> I am going to recommend a newer album because I don't okay. want to go first. Uh, sure. Florence and the Machine, Lungs. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go... Um, you know, let's do it. Let's go to Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Yeah. There's a that. lot of hype on Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And I haven't really listened to him, so sure. I'm hoping for some great stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with uh, Harvey Danger, Little by Little. Harvey Danger. Not the album that has Flagpole sit on it. That... Don't know who he is. So... Oh, well, it's a band, not a person. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, and, uh, it sounds like a stuntman. Yeah. Harvey Danger. <laughs> Harvey Danger. It's their, last, it's their last studio album. That's before they broke up. So. All right. Love it. All right. Well, this has been Earful, and Lord knows you got one this time. <laughs> uh, this has been Earful, the podcast where uh, three friends, at least so far, yeah. uh, for now, <laughs> for now uh, recommend albums to each other, give them a listen, and then come back and talk about it. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time.